This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome to a new episode of the Storm Center Podcast. I am your host, Drew Overhart. When, uh, snow has started to fall here at Trine's campus. It hasn't been sticking yet, but you know what that means. It is indeed time for winter sports. A lot of winter sports are starting their seasons over this next week, but that does not mean fall sports are over with. Still got a couple more weeks of football and some MIAA tournament action from the soccer and volleyball teams. So we're going to talk about all that. And then, of course, bring in Jacob Nelson for hockey and John Kay for football and basketball. So packed episode. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Hit it. Women's soccer beat Alma 1-0 on Tuesday. They then beat Adrian 1-0 in the first round of the MIAA tournament for their 15th win of the season, a school record. They will be at Calvin Tuesday night for the second round of the MIAA tournament. Congrats to Sophie Ashimer on winning MIAA Defensive Player of the Week, and congrats to Teresa Ashbrook on being named to the, to the first team All-MIAA and Sophie Ashimer and Olivia Butterworth on second team All-MIAA. Women's volleyball won 3-1 at St. Mary's and lost 3-1 to Albion on Senior Day. Thank you to seniors Chloe Bem, Jacqueline Boffman, and Zaria Dodson for all you have done in your time at Trine. They'll play Adrian in the first round of the MIAA tournament Tuesday night. Then we have women's cross country placed third in the MIAA championship. Congrats to Evie Boltzmeyer on being named on being a two-time most valuable runner and beating the field by 29 seconds, as well as winning the MIAA Player of the Week again. Women's ice hockey beat Stevenson 5-1 on Friday and lost 2-1 to Oswego State. They will be at St. Olaf on Friday and Saturday. Synchronized skating will start off their uh, competition play, and they will be in the Diamond Classic on Saturday. Women's basketball will be at Butler on Thursday for an exhibition game in the historic Hinkle Fieldhouse against the, against the Butler Bulldogs. Congrats to Tara Benevitz on being named preseason third-team All-American. Men's soccer won 3-1 to at Alma and then beat Albion 4-0 in the first round of the MIAA tournament. They will be at Calvin on Wednesday for the second round of the tournament. Congrats to Tyler Murphy on winning Offensive Player of the Week and nabbing MIAA first team, and Colin Nikoski for winning Defensive Player of the Week. ACHA D3 men's hockey played at Calvin on Friday and at home on Saturday. They will be at Adrian on Saturday. ACHA D2 men's hockey played in the Liberty University Showcase over the weekend to play UMass Boston on Friday, Florida Gulf Coast on Saturday, and then Liberty on Saturday. They'll be at Salt College on Friday and Saturday. Men's ice hockey went on the road to Hamline to beat them 5-3 on Friday and 4-0 on Saturday. They'll be at Fredonia on Friday and Saturday. Men's wrestling will start their season at the Muskegon Community College Open this Saturday. And men's basketball will also open up their season against Mount St. Joseph's in the MTI Center on Saturday. And now to talk about week one results of hockey, bringing back Jacob Nelson. Thank you for coming back. Always glad to come back, talk about hockey. Yes, sir. And so a lot of action this weekend. We have the men's team sweeping Hamline in two-game series. And then women's hockey going one and one over the weekend. Mm -hmm. 
Very exciting games. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, a lot of great hockey. Uh, I was really impressed with uh, Riley Furlong, our freshman goalie for the women's team. Yeah, she's insane. Yeah, she stayed a really calm under pressure. There were a few times where she faced five, six shots within a minute. Right. And she stayed really calm, which was really impressive for a freshman. Yeah. And by the way, I hope that uh, I was on camera for the women's games this weekend. I hopefully kept everything good. <laughs> I don't know if I lost a puck at all or I don't know. So hopefully I did good there. Yeah. But for long, she was really good. And then on Friday, they won five, five to one over Stevenson. Yep. Five to one over Stevenson. And then we lost two to one to Oswego state. That was a close game. That, that was a really close game. It was a really good game to watch. Yeah, it came down to the wire at that point. Just really good, really good hockey. I don't know. Yeah. What else to say. <laughs> it was amazing. I I got to talk to coach Saturday morning about Friday's game, and he was saying that it was one of the best games he's seen them play right. since 2019 against Adrian when we took them to overtime. Wow. And anything, any Adrian hockey team is insane. They're always top three in the nation, no matter the level, boy, men's, women's. So taking them to overtime is really impressive. Right. And then just the way that they scored was really good, especially mm -hmm. that one where they uh, left the net wide open. That was <laughs> kind of hilarious. Yeah, it can be a funny game to watch sometimes. It's a little puck luck, never hurt anybody. <laughs> right. But, hey, puck bounces the right way. It can be the difference between a win and a loss. Exactly. So uh, with that, uh, let's head over to the men's side where they decided to play Hamline up in Minnesota. Right? Yep, St. Paul. Weekend. Good Lord. <laughs> and with that, they end up winning. There they are, 5-3 to three on Friday and 4-0 on Saturday. Just it seemed like they did really well. Yeah, I got to talk to some of the players. Uh, the 5-3, they went down 3-1. to one. But they were still out shooting them thirty to ten in oh, the game, really? so it, the score doesn't always reflect the outcome of the game. Right. So we came back and scored four unanswered, and the, towards the end of the second period, and then three nothing in the third. That was insane. So uh, added up the shots, we almost outshot them by a two to one margin <sighs> for the weekend. We uh, shots were 77 for trying and 39 for Hamline. Gotta love the aggressiveness out of that. <laughs> yeah. And then the power play and penalty kill were really, really strong against Hamline. Power play was 27.3% and penalty kill was hundred <sighs> percent on nine opportunities on the PK. So that's right. really impressive for, uh, for the, our special teams there. Yeah, especially since it's good to see him coming out to uh, this kind of stars, considering that the records last year. I know that the women's team went one on one, but that game against Oswego State was very good mm -hmm. and came right down to the last minute, pretty much. Yeah, it definitely came down to the wire. Our penalty kill was for the women's was really strong. Our power play was really strong. Also, we had two power play goals on the weekend, killed off seven out of the eight opportunities uh, that both Stevenson and Oswego State had. So it's definitely good to see our special teams overall picking up. Yeah, and just it really does look like it's going to be a good season for both teams. De definitely. I mean, it's always going to be great entertainment, obviously, in, in the ice arena. And then as we have men's hockey, there will be at Fredonia for Friday and Saturday. Uh, any intel on what that's going to be like? I haven't had the chance to look at Fredonia's stats uh, so far. 
but the way our men's are going, I'm really confident that our our team will carry the momentum, hopefully, right. the next weekend. It's like it's 2-0 start out the year is very good, especially like so on Friday coming back with four four unanswered. Yeah. It, the 2-0 start is really huge for the men's. Yeah. You can carry that momentum into next weekend and hopefully throughout the whole season if we're lucky. But hopefully let's start with uh, the game on Friday and then game on Saturday, take it one game at a time. Yeah, and that's always – we say that a lot, especially with football, you know, one game at a time, one week at a time. But, yeah, that's one thing you always need in every sport. You just cannot look too far ahead. You're like, man, I really want that matchup. Yep. you got to focus on what's going on. And both teams seem like they're very focused yeah. to start out. Taking a look at the Fredonia, they're coming off a 4 nothing win also. Okay. So both teams are coming off of a 4 nothing shutout. So – I have no idea who they played against, but yeah, it's all right. It, but yeah, it's a four nothing shutout. So that's all. That's always a big win. Getting a shutout, getting the goalie's confidence up. Yeah, especially when it's going to be a really good game. When yeah, both teams come up after a four zero, it's just it's going to be a really good game. And hopefully, there will be some video on that. Usually, yeah. if you go to the athletics website, there's always a link. Yeah, I'm not sure how Fredonia is going to have it. I don't know either. They're out in New York. It's a. They're out near Buffalo. So the, the amount that these guys travel, like, is incredible to me. Yeah, I believe these are going to be the two farthest games they play. Okay. So I think they're getting the long road trips out of the way early. That's that's a great idea. Yeah. So hopefully they don't have any mu- too much long road trips left yeah, after this weekend. Going to New York. That's that's going to be a long one. Yep. They're, the rest of the non-conference games are either at home. They do have a road game against uh, Chatham coming up at the beginning of the new year on the second. And then all the other games are conference or close by. That's good. So, Or home for that matter because we played Buffalo State and Chatham both at home, both non-conference. Yeah, definitely a good idea to get those long road trips out of the way because when I played basketball in high school, the longest drive that we had was probably close to two and a half hours, and it and it mm-hmm. was still a conference game. Yeah. Well, no, one conference. They were in our sectional, so we had to play them. Yep. Going on the road for that is terrible when you're late in the season. Yep. <laughs> we had to play against Hope last year for lacrosse on the road. So. Oh, I remember, yeah. Did you guys two get, and a half hour, three hour trip? Yeah. Didn't you guys get back at like three we, in the morning or we something got back like that? Late. I don't remember exactly what time, but it was a late. It was a late night. Yeah, those uh, just not a fan of road trips. Yeah, at all. R- road trips in general, if they're especially if they're longer. Uh, when I played juniors hockey, we had to bus trip out to Boston <laughs> from Detroit area, so that was a 13, 14 hour bus trip. Right. So that, that was a lot of sleeping on the bus, a lot of Netflix. It's, it's not like we we have like the money of a D one school where you can fly everywhere. Yep. No, we gotta take the bus a lot of places. <laughs> They're charter buses, which are is nice, but right. <laughs> for a lot of teams, but it still it doesn't help a lot. <laughs> no. And then with the women's team, they will be at St. Olaf on Friday and Saturday. Anything on those games? We played them last year. I'm not 100 percent sure. Let's get the outcomes real quick. Or played them two years ago. I'm sorry. And then those outcomes were. Dude, dude, of course, 
Well, I'm not finding the outcome, so that's all right. We're we're hoping that we can keep the momentum going. Yes, we lost the last game two to one, but it was a close game. They kept up the best they could for the aggressiveness. Yeah. The only thing is that once um, Oswego State got the momentum, they didn't let up. Right. Which was really impressive to watch. I know it's not trying, and but it's really impressive yeah. to watch a team keep momentum. Especially since it was last like half the game, yeah, we were exactly. able, yeah, we were able to get moments of momentum, but they kept it small enough that it wasn't enough to carry an extended period of time. Yeah, and you know when when you're up against a team like that and you lose two to one, you're kind of like, yeah, it's the loss. It hurts a little, but it's easier to recover than say getting shut out. Yeah, it's definitely a lot easier. You scored a goal that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, we had six goals for the women's, and we had six different goal scorers. So, oh yeah, that's right. That, yeah, I forgot about that. Being able to spread out the scoring is also really impressive. There's yeah. not a lot of teams that can do that. Yeah, because it's like when you're looking at the scouting report, you're like, oh, they're even throughout. You kind of have mm-hmm. to guard it, everyone. You, you can't just stack one line yeah. on defense, and you have to plan for all the lines. Right, and they just, they both just look really good. Yep. Start of the season. I know it's the start of the season, but for the women's side, Stevenson may not have been the most competitive game, but Oswego State, for that to be the beginning of the season, sometimes you see teams front load with just weak teams. Yep. And we're like, no, we're going to go all out against yep. these teams. You definitely like seeing that. That Yes, yeah, some teams like to load up with the easy games to yeah. build confidence and stuff, but having a good game... And then a team as difficult as Oswego State, it's definitely good to see what you need to work on yeah. early in the season so you can prepare for conference play and prepare for teams like Adrian that are going to put everything they have against you that are going to compete for a national championship. Yeah, and just overall, that's all you got to look for is just first got to get conference, like regular season championship. I don't know if they have that. I'm just assuming. But then you got to go to conference championship like overall mm-hmm. and then work on playoffs. Yep. So it'll definitely be interesting to see how we can keep the momentum going against um who are we playing? I'm, for the women's? Yeah. Saint Olaf. Saint Olaf. Thank you. My memory's not the greatest. <laughs> it's all right, mine isn't either. <laughs> but we'll be interesting to see how that turns out this weekend. Yeah, really looking forward to see the score update on that. And um, I believe that is it for this week. I love watching and talking about some hockey. There we go. We'll be watching more this weekend. Hopefully the trying games (laughs) if we can find it. Yeah, exactly. If there's video on those, definitely a must watch. Especially if, I don't know the times exactly, but if it's in between a couple games, like, you know, Mm -hmm. we got basketball on Saturday, you know, just... And just have some downtime. Yeah, throw in the hockey game. Yeah, go for it. Hopefully, Can't hurt to watch some hockey. Hopefully, they will have those games. They will not be as of high quality as Trine Broadcasting Network, though. I can guarantee you, <laughs> definitely not. So, Fredonia for the men's is seven and four. Okay, Friday and Saturday. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, Let's that's see. like right after the basketball game will end. Yep. And then women's is five and four thirty on Friday and Saturday. So hopefully very close together. Yeah. But you know, if you can have multiple tabs open, oh, I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, I've done that multiple times. I've been, yeah, just go back and forth. Yeah. My dad's caught me at home watching six games at once. So <laughs> 
it, it's definitely possible. Yeah. <laughs> I do it multiple times. Yeah. And that's all right. I mean, sometimes when it's what you care about, you want to watch it all the time. Yep. And yeah, with that, uh, I cannot thank you enough for doing hockey with us because Lord knows I need help with it. So. I'm always glad to come talk about hockey. All right, I appreciate you, you. You have me in class. We're in the same classes. Yep. Talk about hockey consistently. Yep. So. And it's just always great to hear the insight that you have because I really do not know that much about hockey. So any other information I can get is great. So I'm glad to help. All right. Hopefully we will see you next week. Probably will. Let's go. Now let's go ahead and talk about the uh, Albion loss for football, losing 31-24, really taking it to the end in that game. Uh, John, what are your thoughts? Man, just I did not get a chance to watch it. I had to work, and I had some other stuff going on that day. So did I. Um, But, man, yeah, Drew, poor Drew is locked in the frickin' in the closet (laughs) of MTI working. How many games did you work that day? It was just one. Oh, just a one? Yeah, just a, thought, ho- oh, it was just a hockey game. You must have worked the night before then. Yeah, I worked the night before. But it, it was re- it hurt me a lot on Saturday because there was a basketball scrimmage when I was yeah. working. I was like, oh, man. Drew, Drew, was, Drew was locked in the closet in MTI Center where we keep the control room. Yep. <laughs> and then that's where I was right afterwards. And I walked in, and they're like, somebody told me, they're like, yeah, football's, football's down. I was like, oh, well, that's not good. But, you know, if there's time left in the game, nobody told me a score either, by the way. Somebody was that's not, true. Somebody that's wasn't true. was somebody drew wasn't doing their due diligence when telling me the score when I walked in. That is true. I I did have a lot <laughs> on me doing the camera because I was also doing the cutting. Which yeah, was, but um, seven point loss to a team that was supposed to finish number one in conference. I mean, the hard fought game trailed thirty one to thirteen in the third quarter. But I think that's just a testament to what this team does. They just don't give up. They don't stop fighting. They don't stop throwing hands and. Just came up a little bit short. Right. Just came and, up a little bit short. And, you know, looking at the stats, like our running game wasn't that great. But, you know, Kirby, I feel like he's still kind of hurt uh, nursing that ankle. And then, but Alex Price, he showed out 17 for 27 for 339 yards and three touchdowns against, like we said, a team that was projected number one in the conference at the beginning of the year. I know it's a loss, but I really do like where this team is heading for yeah. the last two games. Yeah, and the other thing, struggled on third down, three of 11. That's not going to win you many ball games. No. Adrian, or uh, Albion was six of 16 for 38%, just held trying to a better third down conversion rate or worse third down conversion rate, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, huge game from Price and much needed. Didn't turn the ball over either, no interceptions. Right, and that's something that's we really needed to see from him. Yep, but then on the other side, Jack Bush, 17 of 32, 64, two touchdowns and a pick. Um, managed to put the cap onto Justin Thomas, the only three catches for 72 yards, but Colby Canfield had 113 yards, which really, really hurt. Yep. And at that point, you know, I think the game plan was double team, uh, their number one receiver, but at some, you got to take the risk on that. But it, inherently, sometimes you gotta get a stop, and unfortunately, they weren't able to stop the the other receiver. And man, the offense did all they could to keep it a close game. Also, so you really, I don't know what to say other than just it's unfortunate that we had double team their number one receiver. Yeah, just and again another hotter fought game where just 
come up a little bit short and that yep. one's going to sting, but that one is definitely going to be a big motivator going forward, not only for the last two games, but again, for the off season. Right. And it's going to just fire these guys up and it can be used all the way through the off season. And especially since there's not that many seniors on this team, if I remember right. And I believe a lot of them are may exercise their COVID year. So really looking good for them. Other stats, uh, Connor Arthur, Caught for 112 yards and a touchdown on four catches. And Kyron Pearson went for 80 yards and two touchdowns on four catches. Aaron Dean had the one, had the lone interception. Defense had a combined three sacks with Jamon Gibson tallying two of those, along with four tackles for loss. Uh, pretty much that's about it for the Albion game. Uh, they're going to be at Alma on Saturday. Uh, how's that game looking? Um, Alma struggling. Another another team that's just struggling along this year. One and three in conference. Their only wins against Kalamazoo. They're allowing 305 yards a game defensively. Um, five and three record overall, though. So definitely not a team we can roll over and sleep on. Right. But, I mean, lost 33-10 to 10 to Olivet. Lost 36-21 to Adrian. Lost 27-3 to three to Hope. I mean, just the boys are going to come out firing this week and Alma might just get rolled over, which is very possible. And I'm, I expect a lot from this team. Yeah. Rightfully so. I mean, they've shown us a lot this year. Um, Trevor Devereaux, sophomore quarterback, 54% completion percentage. He's thrown for a thousand yards, 14 touchdowns and six interceptions. Keegan Beck, Benkhart. Oh, I hope I said that right. Um, 84 rushes for 342 yards, only averaging 42 yards per game on the ground. Really not a run-heavy offense. Nathan Goralski, again, fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, 23 catches for 303 yards, six, six of the 14 touchdowns. They really like to spread the ball around yardage-wise, but Goralski seems to be the go-to guy. For when they need a touchdown. All right. So, <coughs> so, really seems like a good game for the D-line to take advantage. Not a lot of running in the game, but if you can get that running to less than 40 yards, it's yeah. still a huge impact. Yeah, if our defensive line can go to work like they always do. Yeah. I mean, that that group, super talented, very special group, like we talked about with Jacob Yoder last week. Mm-hmm. If they can just go do what they need to do and take care of business, they can really really make it a rough day for Alma. Right. And, you know, that, that D-line is so tough. And, you know, you got three or four guys that you have to bl- block a lot. And sometimes one of them gets by you. And for some reason, it's always either Jamon Gibson, Kendall Himes, or Yoder. And with that, just I'm expecting a pretty good game from us here. Yeah, I am too. I I think this team, again, just they have they have a point to make, and then trying to really set the tone for a big game in hope the week after. But that's going to be one week really at a time. Game. Yeah, one week at a time. But all I'm saying is that in from a fan's perspective, you know. That hope game is going to be electric. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it always is. And with that, I believe it's time for predictions for the game. Oh, 
I don't want to make a prediction this week. Oh, really? It's a lot of work. <laughs> Man, I've been busy. I don't even know how. We did not do good last week. Yeah. No, we did not do good. That's all right, though. That, yeah, that's our fault. Yeah, you had 20. Well, I guess you had 28, 21. I had 21, 14. Yoder had 35, 21. So he was the closest. Oh, okay. Imagine that. Yeah. The, the football player, <laughs> the closest. Um, you did have, you had price for 150 plus 50 rushing <laughs> and two touchdowns. He, you know, he blew that out of the water. Yep. Kirby, 75 yards. You were close. I think he had a 58 or something 58. like that. And then Watson, you had 90 and a touchdown, and he did not. Yeah. Nobody really ran the ball well. It wasn't yeah. just Kirby, it was everybody. Right. And um, I had 21 14, two sacks each edge guy. Keyshawn gets a pick and hold Thomas under 100. So I had Thomas under 100. Keyshawn let me down. <laughs> Man. Still holding out on that. Still holding out. He's going to get it. I mean, yeah, it's he, inevitable. It's just. Where are the sacks at? Uh, Gibson had two and Kendall had one. Yep. So Yoder. Yoder did not get one. It's close. Gibson got two sacks. He just had them both. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, close enough. All right. Um, man, this week, I really don't know. A lot of pressure. That is true. Uh, Especially on your end, since we haven't had any offensive players on the on the pod. Yeah. I'm going to blame Drew for that, too. I'm going to go 28-14 trying. Okay. Uh, defensive line balls out again. I'm going to say they get pretty similar stats last week. Three stat. Three sacks and probably six or seven tackles for loss, maybe eight or nine, if they're really feeling crazy. Keyshawn, calling it again. Keyshawn's going to get that pick. We're going to keep calling that forever. Yeah. Even if I don't call it, just know I called it. Yep. Whatever it happens. All right, so on my end, we say they give up like around 300 yards per game? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say. Pretty balanced. Pretty balanced. I'm going to say uh, Alex Price, he's going to go for 190 through the air. Uh, I'll give him 20 on the ground. He's really been veering away from running the ball. Good. Saves the body. Yeah. And uh, I'll put him down for three passing touchdowns. Kirby, he's going to bounce back. I'm going to say he has a 90-yard game and a touchdown for himself. And with that, I'm going to put it at, man, 28-14 sounds really good. Yeah, it does. Um, I'll go, I'm feeling 21-10, actually, is what I said. You, two, you, two. you can't do that, though. I said three touchdowns, didn't I, for Kirby? Three for Price, one for, for Kirby. Maybe, yeah, for, so that's yeah, 28 already, Okay, sir. so, yeah, 28, uh, it's been a rough one. Yeah. 28-17. I'll right. go a little closer. That's a good one. So for football, believe that is it, right? Yeah, that's it. All right. That's it. All right, now we're on to uh, basketball as the men's team have had two scrimmages over the, over the past week. Women's team will be going to Butler on Thursday and also starting their season, and then men's starting their season on Saturday. A lot of high hopes for these teams. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, um, it's gonna get crazy. MTI is going to be electric if it's not packed and jumping the entire time. And I'm gonna call the student body out because I'm leaving anyways, so I can do it. 
Um, if y'all are not going crazy the entire four quarters that these two teams are on the court after what they did last year, you're doing something wrong. Exactly. And if that building's not packed for both teams, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, and, you know, we weren't really allowed to talk about it on our broadcast, but I'm going to talk about it now. Uh, that final for the MIAA tournament took a while for the crowd to get into it. Yeah, but then once they got into it, it really showed wait what crowd are we talking about drew <laughs> um no i'm kidding it really once the crowd got into it it really started to show the effects of home field advantage man yeah. i mean home court advantage whatever it's all the same yeah you know, but field ice you know yeah it's, court, uh, whatever. it's all basically the same yeah. um but you know it really shows how much the game can swing and how much the players really feed off that energy and i'm sure if we get a player in here to talk about it which mm-hmm. Most of the basketball guys are pretty cool. So, and the that, basketball ladies also cool. Um, they'll tell you. I mean, they feed off the energy that comes from the crowd. Big play happens, and it's chirp, chirp, chirp. But yep. as the, you know, as the game starts winding down, then it starts to get louder. That's good. But we need that like the whole game, right? We need it the whole game. You know, like I remember us at halftime in that game. We were kind of like, "Dude, what's the crowd doing?" Like. Oof. Yeah, well, and, I mean, we couldn't talk about it because right, we, there was there was cardboard cutouts there. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's, yep. They but, got awfully loud though. Yeah, the man. No. I will say that <laughs> they just, woo, randomly. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. But um, thought they were just cardboard, but I guess yeah. not. <laughs> no, it was a cool feature. You were able to cheer on. Yeah. Did they just yeah, take the speaker to the cardboard on the cardboard? No, there was. Yeah, secrets out now that we had people there watching but i mean if you couldn't tell beforehand yeah but um but it was awesome it was good i mean that was yeah. the first game where we got to have people in attendance air quotes yep it didn't happen allegedly but yeah. uh you know and it, it made an impact coming down the stretch of that game and i think obviously it was huge for the guys going forward taking that energy and then man that team is just they're so explosive all it takes is one moment yeah and, and they were they were on it, dude. And you know, thinking back to that game, really all I remember that like is in always in the front of my head is obviously Emmanuel steal into a dunk. <laughs> where yeah. yeah. It was just wild. But that game, that was very close throughout the whole game. And it was really the first time throughout the whole season, Nick Bowman it was it was almost like there was a lid on the rim just for him. I don't know what it was because I he's still getting good shots off. They just weren't yeah. falling. Yeah, it was just one of those just one of those games, and you always see it from those star guys every once in a while. You know, they just they struggle. Right, all just won't fall. I mean, yep. and you're man, that game. Whew, I have to go back and watch it now. I've got it on. Uh, got it on my jump drive. Man, man what a game! Sixty four, sixty two, trailed by ten at halftime. That, was, that team, that team, that's another team. They just they never stopped swinging. They could be on the ground and they'd still yep. be swinging. That wasn't not only was that an unbelievable game, that was an unbelievable week. That whole just having four or five games back to back to back to back to back each day, men's and women's, men's and women's, and then finally on the final. Yeah. And you know, unfortunately the women's didn't couldn't get it done at hope, but there I I haven't talked to any of them, but uh I know that the main thing that they're zeroing in on is hope. 
Because what else would you do? I think they're returning five other seniors with the COVID year that they get. I think that's what I heard. Talking about men's or women's? Women's. Yeah, they're returning a lot of people too. I mean, I think who are the only people we lost off the women's team? I think it was Shea Shea Herbert and and Sophia uh, Craig. Sophia Craig. So, I mean, you're returning everybody minus two. Yeah. And, I mean, one's a starter, but there's plenty of people that can fill – that can fill in for Shea. I mean, extremely talented player. You never can 100% fill in for somebody like that. Right. But, I mean, but Sam Underhill showed last year that she... She does a pretty good does job. Does a really good job. So, I mean, both teams just loaded. And, uh, yeah, those hope matchups on the women's side, man. <laughs> it, whew, if you're not in attendance, the TV needs yeah. to be on because yep. that is... That is must-see TV. Yep, those are high-profile games. And I'm just excited for the seasons to get going. I I got goosebumps already, bro. Right. I mean, I haven't been able to get on the mic for broadcasts in a while, but I've just been waiting for basketball. Yeah, the weeks are winding down for me, so I'm going to have to go have a chat with Andy Brown. (laughs) Be like, look, man. I don't care what happens. I want games and I want them for right. both teams because <clears throat> my whole journey with TBN, it's really been centered around the basketball teams. Yeah. So I got my first play by play opportunity against when they, when the men's team played Adrian all the way back and uh, Nick Bowman had one of the sickest highlights ever. Snap some poor dude's ankles and it plays in every hype video <laughs> yep. ever now. Um, missed the jumper though. Missed the jumper. And if you talk to him, that's the one thing he remembers too. He missed right. the jumper. <laughs> tisk, tisk, tisk. But um, man, to think where that the where those guys have come from that freshman year all the way to now, it's incredible. Right. And the whole senior like the whole senior class is just incredible. Um gonna be a Big hole to fill with all of them going this year, but still, man, they're they're looking good, and the people under them looking really good. Brent Cox is going to be huge for this team; just unbelievable that he can do it on inside and out. Yep, just very quick too. Manny, Manny, Manny being, yeah, defensive Ooh. player of the year as a freshman. <sighs> nothing, nothing. You're not safe if you go inside the paint with either of those two guys down there. Oh no, absolutely not, man. It's just you have to get really good at your floater to yeah get, have a chance against him. Man, even there, even then, even then, right? Still not safe. It's got to be a teardrop. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, other people that showed up last year outside of the five. I mean call them the five the great the great five whatever yeah you know whatever you want to call them but uh connor jones mason loffler christian knox we know we've seen christian knox when he catches fire man good luck (laughs) yeah there's no stopping at that point uh nate carbaugh too huge mitchell Mitchell geller mitchell geller huge oh in the miaa tournament mitchell geller my lord couldn't stop him yeah and mitch he really came in as a leader also in the tournament not he he had big plays but also he really came in just to bring everyone together and he did a really good job at it and yeah carball man Man. huge for that team i'm excited yeah he's a big energy guy i like guys like that He's, he's your dennis rodman yeah. <laughs> go dive it on the floor and you need guys like that to win you basketball games. We yep. talked about it on broadcast last year. 
it's not about it. I mean, yes, you have to make more baskets than the other team, but you also have to make the winning plays. You have to dive on the floor to get the ball. You have to be willing to go into the stands to save a ball going out of bounds in a big yep. moment. Done that before. Take charges. I mean, wow. Think about all the times the men team last year took charges. And it oh, was yeah. everybody. Warzeka, Bowman, Bryce, everybody was and taking like, charges. I'm, I was on the broadcast and I go here, so it's not like I'm the... I'm kind of biased towards it, but I love this team just for the charges. That was just always something that it's always just been a part of when I tried to play. I was like, I need to get as many charges as I can. It's a big momentum boost. Yeah. Just this if team. there's a crowd, they're all behind it. And yeah, this team on defense, you cannot yeah. sleep on them. Yeah. And then on the other flip side, we'll just keep bouncing back and forth because one thing you say about the other team, you can say it about the other team. Yep. I mean, the women's team, same exact way. Uh, we're going to make the case for it. Starting now. I'm gonna, uh, Yeah. I need, starting now. I need to say this. Rachel Stewart <laughs> should Def- have won defensive player of the year. It's not even a question. But she's going to win it this year. She is winning it this year. Yep. But she should be a two-time winner. It was a uh, – who was it from Hope? Their center. I she know. won it. Boskel. 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 Yeah. yeah. No way she can. <laughs> Drew, I think your bias is showing. I don't care. Being a little biased. No, I. <coughs> oh, man. Watch that third quarter of trying against Hope. Yep. Rachel Stewart had like three steals and a block. Yeah. she She's just a dog on the defensive yeah. end. And there's, I mean, Kaylee Argyle, not the biggest player on the court, but holy cow. Tough. She'll pick you up at half court. Tough. And she won't care. I mean, and Kelsey Taylor down low. Yep. She's going to get every rebound this year. I'm thoroughly convinced. And she, I heard her talking to, I think it was Andy, before one of the football games. Goal this year is to get a double-double every game. And if there's, if, there, if there's anybody that can do it, it's KT. Because, oh, 100%. Man, holy cow. Because she's always battling down there. And you can't stop her in the post. Nope. She's extremely skilled. Go over both shoulders. I mean, Wow. It's going to be a fun year. Yeah. And also and, on and offense, basketball state. Yeah. <laughs> the basketball state, not a, the, but, and also with a uh, Tara Benovich being named a third team, all American preseason sniper. Absolute yeah. sniper from everywhere. It doesn't matter. Three point line. You leave her open. It's over. You leave her open in the mid range. And then the best part is that she's not afraid to pass the ball. Right. And I mean, there's a lot of people, they're good shooters. But they're not they're not willing to pass the ball. They want their shot. Yep. But Tara, very unselfish, not afraid to pass the ball, knows that she'll get an open look at some point. And also talk about uh hitting shots from anywhere. How about Alyssa Argyle hitting that shot from the, the NCAA logo? Man, the parking lot. Yeah, the parking lot, dude. In the wow. biggest game of the season. Crazy. Just crazy. It's gonna be such a fun year. And right. if if you're not watching, what are you doing? What are you seriously what actually are you doing? doing? Like I remember before that uh, first trying uh, hope game, I tweeted like, "If you are not watching this, like, essentially, like, what are you, what are you doing? Just there, nothing you can be doing is better than watching this game." Yeah, hundred and ten percent. And I guess that's a good segue to uh, Saturday men's yes. opener, men's home opener. Excited against, I believe it's Mount St. Joseph. You are correct. Two, two o'clock in two, the MTI two, center, two o'clock MTI center. I saw the thing in the calf and I went, Oh, I'm going to that. Yep. White out. Wear something yep. white. Gotta and get yeah. The white first out. thing out of my mouth is, Oh, I'm going to that. Not realizing that. Oh, I'm working. Yeah, that. You're working. That. <laughs> so yeah, I'm definitely going to be there. And you know, 
if you see me in the stands and I'm on my phone, I'm not texting. I'm doing notes. He's tweeting. Something. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm also tweeting. Like, you got to do follow. The, I don't remember what our Twitter is. I forgot we had a Twitter. <laughs> Storm Center pod. Yeah, that. <clears throat> um, Man, wow. I'm excited. I'm pumped up, ready to go. And this team, last time we saw them against the number one team in the country, didn't go out great, but... May have to, I will say, again, I'm probably showing my bias. The refs in that game were not good. Yeah, I only caught the tail end of that game, but man. And Brent got hurt about halfway through the game. Only lost by like 11 or something like right. that. Right. But with that, just. 14. We're on a mission. This yeah. Year. Both this, teams are on a mission. This team on a mission didn't really. It was, it was just a game. It was an exhibition game against the number one team in the nation. Right. Just playing the number two team in the nation. No big deal. Yeah. Don't, don't look anything to, into it. It's not a national championship game. Yeah. I got yelled at for saying that. <laughs> um, sorry, Josh. Again. <laughs> um, but this is a team that, yeah, they, you know, they didn't get a chance to play in the tournament last year. Which I'm still upset at. Yeah, it sucks that there was no tournament on either side because would have went far. Whew, both teams would have gone far. Went far. And Man. D three was the only division yep. to not have a tournament. We got hosed. Yeah, absolutely. Um but yeah. I think that's enough of us ranting about how great our the basketball teams are. We'll have more in the We'll have more, weeks. yeah. Don't worry. There will be more coming. There's yeah. like a month and a half left until Christmas break. <sighs> don't worry. We got you covered. Yep, and hopefully a lot of interviews with them. Oh, yeah. They're good people. They like to talk. Let's go. They'll talk. You can talk to anybody. We could probably have Reese on every week. Oh, that's true. He likes to talk a lot. Yeah. Reese, if you're listening to this, text us. Yeah. You know who to contact. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get a hold of you. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, do we have anything else? Go Thunder. Yep. Two o'clock on Saturday, November 6th. Be there. Be at MTI Center or be watching on the Trine Broadcasting Network. Yeah, absolutely. Andy wear white. and you on the call. And wear white if you're going to be there. I got to remember to wear white. I got to find a white polo. <clears throat> oh, that's true. That would be that would be, that would be be a good idea. Yeah. And just, I got to... Be sure that I don't wear my whiteout shirt from the football game. <laughs> I mean, I'll, you could. I'll, just, I'll just save. No, I mean during the week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Uh, if you see me walking around in my mullet and you want to say hi, say hi. Absolutely. If you see Drew, say hi to Drew. Yeah. We'll take pictures with people. That would be amazing if people yeah. asked to take pictures with us. Yeah, that would be cool. Someday. Maybe we'll get famous enough someday. Yeah, hopefully. Big thank you to Jacob coming in to talk about hockey. Always a joy to have help with that. And also a thank you to John for coming in again to talk about football and uh, basketball as we're getting ready to start up with those teams there. So with that, I uh, just want to thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to follow everything on Twitter at Storm Center Pod, at Trine Broadcast. I am at DFR00. John K is the real John K underscore. And Jacob Nelson is... Nelson 0973. Uh, once again, just want to thank you for listening. We will be back next week. Uh, good luck to all Thunder teams, and hopefully, we can get some t shirts from the MIAA tournament. And that will be it. Thank you for listening.
Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.